0: So, folks, welcome back to the Anthony Gordon Show. If one of the criteria of guests on the show were to to be the most fascinating, most interesting and people who have literally gone to the extremes of the world, I could not handpick a better guest. So, Namira Salim, uh, it's an honor and a pleasure. Let me just tell our listeners just a couple of touch points because I think literally 60 seconds of a description of your background is going to get people intrigued. So I believe it's true to say that you are the first Pakistani astronaut.
1: Yes. The first potential. First of all, thank you very much for inviting me. It's a great honor for me. Yes. I'll be the first Pakistani space tourist and astronaut to go to space with Richard Branson's Virgin Galactic.
0: It's amazing. So I want to come back to that because obviously our our listeners are hearing astronaut, astronaut, Richard Branson, they, <laughs> we've piqued their interest. But if you if you literally look at the next paragraph of the uh, the buyer that I have in front of me, I see the first woman from Monica at the, the North Pole, April 2007. Uh, at the South Pole in January 2008, I see here also um, the first Asian to skydive over uh, Mount Everest. I mean, if you're looking for a bucket list of you know things to do that are you know landmarks in the world, it seems like you've all the, all the boxes are checked.
1: Yes, I just need to go to space now. <laughs> <We just laughs> There's no, no other place. Left. <laughs> we've we've yes. covered.
0: It. So here's the question: I think people would would uh, would be asking that is, what drives you uh, to, I guess, want to pursue challenges that either would be overwhelming for most, um, or I think people would be uh, intimidated by some of the some of the things that you've achieved in your relatively short life.
1: <laughs> yes, I think for me, it was never about, you know, I, I didn't know that it would end up becoming such a big thing and such a big story, yeah. because I was not doing it for anyone but for myself. I come from a culture which is uh, quite restrictive in some ways, And uh, it was really just to test my own limits. My father was extremely encouraging and empowering. That's amazing. Uh, uh, What I am today, I think I'm because of him. My mother was more of a warrior, you know, and she always wanted me to have more of a traditional role in life. Uh, And I think my challenge was to just test my own limits and to see what I could do, the very best I could do in life and how far I could go to prove myself to just me. And right. no one else, and it just went on from there. Really, it was for myself.
0: So, you, so you alluded to the. To, it sounds like, given your formative years and your background, the, the life that you've led is pretty atypical. Explain to us a little bit about your formative years. You grew up in Pakistan.
1: Yes, I did until high school.
0: So, is, is when you say restrictive? Does that is there just the sense of these expectations that are somewhat parochial?
1: It was not that my family was conservative or restrictive. Right. But, you know, after a certain age, it was expected that a woman would, a girl would get married, sure. have children, have a family. Yep. So I kind of resisted that. Yep. And I actually applied to schools in the U.S. Sure. And at the age of 19, I moved to New York, uh, to Long Island, went to Hofstra University, and my father moved our mother and my two brothers with us. He bought us a house in Long Island amazing. so that I could still live in our family environment and, you know, That's amazing. be exposed to our culture and not be too exposed to something that might spoil me or, you know, like sure. take me away from my culture because it was a very young age, for sure, a very tender age. So I was like here with my family, with my brothers in the same university and, uh, it just started from there i always believed that i felt always as a child when i was growing up i was just five six years old and i used to stay, say to my parents that i don't want to play with toys and i want to go to space so it was something that i was born with this whole idea of you know achieving something great in life and reaching for the stars going to space literally and, reaching for the stars yes and in secondary school when i finished my high school in pakistan Everybody was like getting married to you know do the the bachelor of arts it's called BA the girls do that and then they get married and I was like why should I do that and I just applied for schools in the US and I'm like I have to go to the US I have to study I have to do all this stuff with my life and you know be inspired by the stars to go forward and uh, all of that.
0: The reason why I'm smiling is because the reason why the show started is I was sitting around with. Dennis Prager, with Ben Shapiro, some of the folks uh, that I've worked you know, with as a speaker over the years. And one thing that was clear is that I think primarily this generation has just embraced everything that they hear and see f- in pop culture. They've drunk the Kool-Aid. And I-, I found in the work that I do that often later on in life, they found that they've ascended a ladder which is leaning against the wrong wall. A person like you is a critical thinker, so you're not just going to, you know, basically walk what the expected walk is as an automaton without thinking, which is a very refreshing thing. Which means that you probably will look at the values and the aspirations of the of the culture around you with a critical eye, which is a very unusual and I think a tremendous gift.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, I think it is about a vision. It is about an inner knowing. I always had that, and I followed that. My convictions. I was very strong in that. Sure. As very intuitive. As a child, I was a loner. I was mm-hmm. introverted. Mm-hmm. I was shy. I was very shy. I, I was not confident, and I think it was to to basically feel confident and to know that I was somebody who could, you know, achieve many things in life and accomplish my dreams. And feel good about myself that I did all these things. It was really to test my own limits, as I said.
0: But it sounds like the, just the way you're speaking right now that you are honest with yourself, and you also are someone who's pre- prepared to discuss openly your own vulnerabilities, and as yes. you know, which is a very healthy thing. You know, one of the things I, I grew up with uh, a family that was involved in mental health. My late mom was a you know was a shrink and. And one of the things that I learned very, very uh, early in life is that people who feel comfortable, you know, speaking about things that are challenges for them or their own vulnerabilities, as a general rule, it's a better sign of mental health than someone who's going to put up this strong facade and you know, be be, uh,
1: hide behind it for sure. Yes.
0: So now, now let's fast forward. It's impossible not to see. um, You know, you've. You've been to some of the, as I said, the, the landmarks of the world. You've achieved. Are you able to sort of now take your foot off the gas and say, "I've, I've you know, I've achieved things that most people haven't," um, so now I can put that to aside and now take a deep breath and say, three, five, seven years from now, what do I want to achieve?" And, and, and where, you know, where. Where do I want to be when when the writing comes up and the curtain comes down, or is that still something which is swimming into focus?
1: No, I think whatever I've done, uh, it's a whole story. It's sure. It's uh, there's no confusion here. I mean, whatever I've done, it's branded around the stars. It's yeah. About space. It's about reaching, you know, the heights, Beautiful. the stars, uh, breaking orbits, breaking limits. You know, I mean, my own barriers rather. So. Uh, it's it's come very together very beautifully. I, I think it makes a very beautiful story. For sure, I agree. And every time I think of moving forward, I just put one more building block mm-hmm. on my story, and it connects. It's not a disconnect. Like, for example, recently when I set up um, a new line of jewelry, mm-hmm. uh, it was also inspired by the stars, and I've been creating those stars with my own hands as a child. That's because amazing. my father is the one who first pointed me to the pole star, and the Little Dipper. And since then, I was so inspired by the stars. And in college, I used to actually take, you know, these crystals and wires and make these constellations. And over the years, I've done night skies and stars for so many of my creative projects. And now I've just gone one step ahead and made it into a proper jewelry line with the precious stones, diamonds and semi-precious stones. And incidentally, the first two pieces were actually launched here. Amazing. Uh, They were replicas of the Polestar and the Little Dipper in silver and uh, the highest quality zirconiums with diamond settings. And they were given to 36 uh, Oscar nominees in 2017 during the Oscars in the gift bags. Oh, amazing. And uh, 160 Grammy performers and presenters the same year. In that, February that. of 2017. Yes. So it's, it started here, actually. So I just the, have to pick up from there and, you know. It's,
0: it's coming full circle. But, I, yes. I, you know, I always try when I have a guest, I try and think of looking at their life and what's the theme that I see as the common, sort of the common theme Den, thread. The common denom- so I, I, I see you as someone who, and this is obviously uh, intended as a, as a compliment to you, who pushes the limits, who pushes yeah. the horizon. Most people, um will self will will put themselves within certain limits because they're scared of failure or they're scared of success it sounds like you've broken through that um which which is very admirable and and you've taken the definitely the road less traveled
1: yes i think i just believe in myself that's amazing and the reason i believe in myself is because i'm simply a very god-gifted person i have talents sure and they are from god so I believe that they need to be brought to fruition and to a certain, you know, conclusion in this world. Uh, It's my responsibility to bring that out uh, and present it to the world. And that's what I strive for.
0: Which I think has tremendous universal appeal. I think your whole story resonates, but I can say this as someone who's also not an American. Um, Do you find, you know, a lot of what the American culture um, is striving for and a lot of what I guess what pop culture has imparted as important and as life goals um, is, is accurate or do you think that um, you know a, a lot of what I guess what uh, the, the, a lot of the message that we hear in the media um, might ultimately be somewhat superficial I mean I guess my, my, my bias comes across in the question.
1: Well, I think it works for some people, but then at the end of the day, everybody has to live their own reality and, sure. and take the best from what's around them. You know, like I've learned a lot from this country. I was educated here right. and, uh, I don't think I could be as confident as I am today if I was not, I didn't go to school and university in the U S right. so I think I discovered my potential living here. And, uh, I don't agree with a lot of things that happen around me, but I take the best sure. from whatever I hear. And everybody has to plug it, plug up, plug in, you know, the best right. into their lives and and live their reality. I think that's the most the right way to live. I think, yeah, you know. No, I think
0: it's a very uh, <clears throat> a, a very healthy approach. Tell us about just you know it, clearly you have been around and been associated with some very prominent people. How did Richard Branson? Um, you know, how did you cross paths with someone who's obviously? I think he's he's well known in the space world, but he's also an an exceptional entrepreneur. And yes, and the fact that he obviously, um, you know, thought of you as someone who could could be complementary to whatever he's doing is a big compliment to you.
1: I think what happened was, you know, that I was, as I told you, I was always like into the stars, and I wanted to go to space. I believed in it, and uh, by the time I finished my Masters at Columbia University, I moved to Monaco, and I was just pursuing a lot of my creative stuff. I was just, again, being in, doing all my, my art based on the inspiration I drew from the stars. And one day I just stumbled upon the news that Richard Branson was going to form the first private space line, and he was going to actually license the technology of the Ansari X-Prize winning flight, which was the I first private space flight that ever went up, a first commercial space flight and i just picked up the phone and i called uh, virgin galactic the, co- the company that he was forming and the commercial director answered and he said well we still haven't you know set up offices but people did start signing up that early like in 2005 and that's when i called them and uh, it just went from there uh, we signed a contract i became a founder astronaut very early so in cool. the game and richard was actually coming to dubai on the maiden flight of virgin atlantic It was in March 2006, and their idea was that because he was coming there, he wanted to launch Virgin Galactic at the same time, and he wanted to raise an investor. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he was looking for the first customer from that country, and I happened to be the first one, so I was invited to join him in the press launch for Virgin Galactic, and that's how we met. Uh, during the press launch
0: so that's that's like 2006 yes
1: march 2006 i think it was 27th march 2006 and um so he i was invited to basically be the example of consumer confidence that early in the game amazing and to prove that space tourism could be a reality already because i paid for the ticket up front um, oh, wow. by then i'd I was a founder at paid upfront for sure. two hundred thousand dollars ticket price. Well, now what so, does that
0: entitle entitle you to? Just for the sake of it, that entitles you to, I guess, be one of the people uh, that is entitled to to when when to go to space whenever they feel yes, it's safe enough.
1: Yes. So basically, we've had two two recent test flights, out of which we've also fly, flown a test passenger last year in February, and now we are actually looking forward to. Continuing that, and Richard is actually planning to go to space this year. Wow. His flight is coming up, basically, as the inaugural flight. That's the next big thing.
0: So he'll be the first
1: he will be the first he always said that he's going to take the first flight because he has to prove that it's safe and he wouldn't risk anyone else unless he takes the first flight That himself. is amazing yes yeah, so once he takes the first flight then uh, the commercial operations will begin virgin has already moved its uh, operation team to uh, new new mexico where the first private spaceport is spaceport americas of yeah spaceport americas so there is where we will be taking off for our space flight and uh, that is how the story evolved. And uh, not only did he launch me during that press launch, he actually used me as an example of consumer confidence and ended up raising $380 million uh, from uh, wow, one of the, the sheikhs of uh, Abu Dhabi. Uh, he had his own company. And uh, now that company is a sovereign fund. In Abu Dhabi, called Mubadila. Sure. they are the one-third owners of uh, stakeholders in Virgin Galactic. So I was behind that whole
0: That's investment well,
1: campaign and the the first early consumer confidence example. And
0: so you, it just sounds a tremendous role model. I mean, for sure, for a number of for a number of, for women all over the world. Yes, that who feel that their limits, there's constraints is a stereotype of what you're supposed to be. So you you have clearly dispelled any any stereotype which is which is I think terrific. I mean you literally are saying quote unquote the sky is the limit.
1: Yes, and it's nice to know that the story has actually gone beyond my region. It's gone pretty international. I mean I keep getting emails from all over the world. Yesterday I had an email from like a primary school in London. That's fantastic. Somewhere and the kids were setting up a camp uh, you know, comparing Dr. Scott's camp. Yeah. And they wanted to build a camp that I set up, uh, you know, to go to the South Pole and they wanted to compare the that's difference, beautiful. the the modern equipment versus what Dr. Scott, uh, you know, would have taken with him back then. A- Adminson Scott, the, f- sure. f- the first pioneer. So uh, it, it, it feels good. You know, the inspiration my work creates is, is the reward I get. I have never had a commercial approach to what I do so far, but of course that's important at the end of the day. And, you know, so far, whatever I get back is um, the inspiration that uh, it creates in other people's lives and how it makes a positive contribution in other people's lives. That's what's important.
0: So what I've what I found in my life, and, I, and it's clearly the case with you, is you touching the hearts and souls of so many people vicariously. And they seeing someone who grew up um, in a part of the world which doesn't seem to encourage, you know, entrepreneurial pursuits and and here you are um just really having broken every single stereotype every barrier and i think it's uh i, I think that that there's a, that thousands of, of girls all over the world will look to someone like yourself
1: yeah the story does inspire anyone who hears i mean even in the u.s when i do my interviews go to any television station yeah there's or,
0: a huge story here. yes
1: any anywhere i mean especially here Uh, people do get very fascinated because they can't imagine, you know, they have this image of Pakistani women. And of course, Pakistan is not as primitive as people sometimes think it is, especially in the big cities. I mean, women are very well accomplished, traveled. Uh, we have actresses, we have models. The the culture is very, very for forward. In fact, I for me, it's a cultural shock sometimes to go back and see what's it's happening. See, advance. Yes, I'm I'm still very conservative as a woman, and you know everything happens. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, um, it's um, it's very interesting to see the the contrast. But here, people still think of Pakistan as you know a country where sure. s- some none of this can happen.
0: So, it's, if you would go back to Pakistan and and. Uh you know i guess reconnect with some of your contemporaries or how would they perceive you now like you, you uh i mean i'm sure a lot of people would look up to you as you know how, how, how did you break through the, the glass scene
1: well i do i've been in touch with my country and i do go back uh, recently it's been less than before yeah but whenever i go back uh, of course i'm received very positively this year i was invited to a conference that i couldn't make it was uh, the 10th Women's Leadership Conference. I was a keynote, supposed to be a keynote speaker. Um, last year, I was invited for a very big launch in Pakistan. There have been a lot of write-ups about me last year in Pakistan in, in our top newspapers. Sure. So I have a civil declaration from the president of Pakistan. So I, I have my recognition. But yes, I'm not there. And um, people are not in touch with me. And I haven't been very active on the social media, keep pretty private so i'm trying to change that now so that more people can reach me but the story is very much known but i think i need to just go there more often to create the waves and
0: i think you have a story which resonates with people regardless of their gender regardless of Mm -hmm. and i think the story really is that often that often limitations are Mm self-imposed and that um and that you know if you Really, if you if you if you can dream it, you can be it. Sure. And sure. I think it, I think you seem to be the kind of person that's really just transcending any stereotype, any barrier, which is a, a terrific. I think it's a terrific role model, regardless. Yes. Specifically based on on your humble beginnings.
1: And you know, I mean, my approach to everything is extremely pure. It's like uh, see that. it's totally like maybe a childlike enthusiasm or spirit, and I just go for it. I mean, there is no stopping me. Whatever I've done so far, uh, I need to package it all and you know make it more have some applicable.
0: We'll help you there.
1: Yes, I mean it needs to be implemented and brought to more people, and uh, that is why I'm here. And that's when that will happen. I think the story will be complete, and I think I want to leave that legacy behind.
0: You, you, you definitely are going to. Okay, my, my sense is you're going to leave a terrific legacy. I think that you already have. Um, I think done terrific things um i just want to be respectful for the folks that have the studio next so just sort of to wrap this up if if i may um if you could choose anyone in the world to meet and spend five or ten minutes with is there anyone that 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 you are fascinated by as someone whether it's their wisdom whether it's their life guidance that, that comes to mind? Present company excluded.
1: Uh, you know, I mean, I was very inspired by Nelson Mandela, by Mother Teresa, figures like these. And yep. unfortunately, they are no more. But these are the kind of iconic figures that inspired me over the years. And um, I haven't given it much thought.
0: But, but it's very interesting, the examples that you give. Yes. You are, and it's clear that you are someone who transcends all barriers you're a bigger than life yes. dreamer and it's a beautiful thing To it's a beautiful thing because i see so many people um as time goes on um they they feel that that sort of this is as best as life is going to get this this is my these are my limits mm-hmm. and you you, you it's, a, it's such a breath of fresh air as to a person who has pushed their envelope
1: uh, the kind of circumstances that I'm faced with at the moment in life, my both my parents have passed away and a lot of ch- things have changed in my sure. life. I think that anybody in my life at this point would be like totally negative and may have even committed suicide.
0: Yeah, I can see, uh, But
1: I think it's due to these talents and these gifts, these inborn qualities that I have so much to look forward to. And I think that I'm almost on the verge of starting a new life.
0: I'll tell you this is a good way for us to, to 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 wrap this up as you well know recently um los angeles not only los angeles the world was privy to the sudden death of kobe bryant yes i spoke at an event recently and it's i think it, it just dovetails with everything we're talking about if you look at all the media and everything that was said about kobe people didn't focus on his athletic prowess and on his three pointers. They were talking about his character, his work ethic, his, his devotion to his children. Mm -hmm. And I think what, what that told me and what's relevant to you is that people connect with other people's souls. People connect with people who've got a, um, a story that transcends, um, you know, the, uh, the achievements that are, you know, the one can get at a university. Or, and, I, and I think that's, I think that you are just beginning the journey. If you, if you were to ask me.
1: Yes. And my philosophical foundation in life is the soul. Yeah. And it, my philosophical foundation is called a soul affair. So my life is a soul affair. That's
0: beautiful. Yeah. It's absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I want to say, I wish we had more time. Uh There was a, I remember growing up in South Africa. um, There was a, tv personality he used to he used to end every show with the following phrase and it's so funny because it's so apropos for you is to keep your feet on the ground and reach for the stars Mm -hmm. and i wish you godspeed and uh i have a very good feeling that our listeners are going to hear a lot more from namira salim in the in in the in the years ahead and uh I, i certainly will be reading for you
1: thank you so much for inviting me it's such an honor and pleasure thank you thank you